0: If you are an avid listener of this podcast, then there is a high probability you have heard Alexander use the phrase, for the overall good of everyone involved. I knew it was said for us to be conscious about how our actions directly affect those around us, but on the way into the studio today, my mind philosophized a few scenarios where I I just wasn't sure of how the for the overall good of everyone involved, saying would play into the perspectives of those involved. And it's not that I'm always trying to find where some of these concepts don't work, but I'm looking to clarify the cloudiness I come upon when I feel that the simulations of the human experience going on in my head reach an inconclusive and challenging outcome. And if you ever reach something like this within your mind while listening to one of our episodes, please know that you can always reach out to us with any questions. And you could do so by emailing us at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N at wise-wise.com or Alexander at wise-wise.com or contact us on any of our various social media. And this is usually the part where I have been issuing challenges to those Uh, listeners out there who like to take on some of that responsibility and it spurs them to do different things. I felt today that I should suggest that you all take time out of the day or the next week to do something for yourself. I know that many of us can be very hard on ourselves and a lot of our judgment that is internal is actually judging ourselves and not necessarily the people around us. I go through this a lot and I have to constantly remind myself to go easy on myself because this work is hard to do. So please find something that you enjoy doing that will be relaxing for you. And if you choose to do that on your own, make sure that that you have everything you need to create that environment for that self Care experience. I give you permission for that. So, whether you need that little push to also give yourself permission, here it is. And with that, feel free to share our episodes to those who resonate or may resonate with them. And let's continue building this community. And now, let's take a moment to relax, take that one deep breath in and out. And let's journey. <laughs>
1: Wise Wise
0: with Aaron and Alexander.
1: Uncovering our authentic self
0: through self awareness, conscious communication, and emotional responsibility.
1: Welcome to the
0: Wise Wise podcast. I am Aaron. I'm Alexander. And, of course, this podcast brings you tools and techniques for practical application as well as real-world examples to assist you on your self-growth journey. On my way into the studio today, I was philosophizing in my mind and looking at different perspectives. And this one part of one of Alexander's sayings that he says often which is for the overall good of everyone involved. He kind of in- includes that when looking at certain perspectives on this overall wellness philosophy. It came to my mind that we haven't really looked into what that actually means in depth. I think on the surface, mm-hmm. people see for the overall good of everyone involved, and you kind of like okay, be be considerate to people, but let's like you know dive deeper into that and and look at you know, specifics on, like, like how do we be considerate for people in certain situations or, or in certain aspects of doing this work?
1: Okay, well, you know, one place that I'll start is in a more general form that, like, something, for example, of, say, that you want a new car, a new used car, and you get a really good price on something at a car lot, But then for some reason, the dealership reveals that it was a repossession. So if you're looking to buy a car for the overall good of everyone involved, then your gain because of someone's tragic loss would not be something that you would necessarily pursue because you're only getting that gain because these people lost it. And when you look at things from an energetic perspective – You realize that you're bringing – that's the energy that's coming with that is maybe the fear, the angst that you don't know how long they were in fear of losing that car and the energy that went into it. And so, you know, there's many different ways to look at this phrase for the overall good of everyone involved. One of the main ways that I suggest to use it is before you're going to say something or before you're going to take some kind of action – You just take time to consider everyone that's involved, maybe both locally or in the environment or even from a distance that's going to be involved, you know, through family or through friends or many times people will say, well, I don't have time to consider that every single time I got to make a decision. And there's no absolutes in this work. It's just the fact that For most people, the more you practice something, the better you get at it. So practice it as often as you think about it. And then for some people, set timers on your phone to go off to remind you to practice it. That's like next level. Because the whole point of repetition is to get it to a point where you don't practice it anymore. It just becomes part of your automatic response. And and the basic understanding of it is that that comes from that the part of the philosophy that everything has a cost and cost doesn't have to mean something negative. Some people will jump on that deal and buy that car and be happy to get it and not care one bit that it come from a repo. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I just choose to look at everything from an energetic perspective and that if I'm gaining something off of someone else's loss, Maybe I want to look for a way to help them in some way to not have to go through that loss. Maybe that's why I've been brought there. And so this is just a slightly different mindset of going into this material world and how we're looking to gain and basically down to what we call a successful transaction. And for me, a successful transaction is a win-win transaction where everyone involved wins then that is very possible with just a little bit of intention yeah I've actually
0: always felt that way towards like repos or police auctions I've always felt a little like you know feeling inside of me whether that's intuitive or or that there sure. was something off on that and actually an example of maybe one that would be a win-win for both is actually how I purchased the first house I ever had in Connecticut where this woman, uh, I think she had lost her job, but she was going to lose the house. It was The bank was going to take it back unless mm-hmm. she found a buyer. And I came along, fell in love with the house, and I overpaid for it. But I did, even though she was like losing her house or being forced to kind of sell in a way, uh, she did gain from it because she did end up making a little money off it and she didn't just give it to the bank and then be left with nothing. So mm-hmm. it was kind of a win-win because you know, I fell in love with the house. So I got to, you know, purchase it from her. And and it was her family house too, that her kids grew up in. And then later on, uh, I think one of her kids even came back when I was selling it and had an opportunity to buy it, which was interesting. And they chose not to, but it was cool that it kind of came around uh, full circle in that aspect.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's good to look back on situations that, maybe didn't turn out too good for you or become more work than you thought or cost you more money. And just as a game to just kind of the more you know about that before the history of it, you you can kind of experiment in the past, so to say, with this and just look at different scenarios. Um, and this, you know, helped me to come up with or to find a way to utilize the whole subject of, would you rather be right or be useful? And the people that want to be right, they're looking to gain many times from other people's losses and look for those deals. And then, you know, on the other side, those that are looking for the the energetic side of things, uh, they're more interested in that win-win type of situation to where, you know, somebody doesn't have to completely lose and somebody has to so-called win. There are some
0: episodes that we do where I have a good idea of what we're going to be talking about with the topic, and and I'm just kind of feeding you perspectives or questions to draw that information out. And there are episodes that, that I have a genuine curiosity about what you're going to say, and I actually don't know. And this is one of those episodes we had briefly just discussed a little bit about this right before, and you brought up the perspective to me that... Again, for me to consider within my Incarnation Cross, which we've talked about on the previous couple episodes, which is around laws and justice. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned to take into consideration that this is a a philosophy of overall wellness and it is not for everybody.
1: Yes, it's a frequency-based philosophy for overall wellness, meaning the five levels, the physical, the mental, the emotional, the energetic, and the spiritual And the key is the frequency-based. Therefore, that's why we talk about the energy facet of every topic uh, quite often, because everything is energy. And this is an energetic plane. And when you work on the energetic level, many times the situation doesn't have to turn into a physical issue. So as we're talking about whether it's managing our communication or managing our thoughts or managing our actions – the biggest part of that is that all of this is tied to our energy field and we're either charging our field or we're depleting our field. And all of these techniques are to help with the depletion issue that you were talking about uh, earlier about just, it seems like people are just tired. And I agree that, you know, right now people could say they're tired of so many things, but I think it's just a general exhaustion and it is on an energetic level from, from my perception and, This is just why this information, uh, we're here sharing it to change people's perceptions. And when you change your position in life, you change your perspective and everything follows energetically. Because there are situations that people are going through that when they
0: are well-fed, when they are well-rested, when they are well energetically, uh, even on the emotional level, they're able to handle these things. But with that just extreme exhaustion on all five levels and then the multitude of things coming at them is just, you know, it's just taking a
1: toll. Yes, and so it makes it hard to understand that concept of the overall good of everyone involved because everyone's in survival. So this is, you know, certainly a philosophy outside of surviving. It is to truly thrive no matter what your circumstances are because the one thing that we all share Equally is the energetic realm, and we have the free will, so to say, of what we put our focus on, and what we put our focus on is what directs the energetic level, which, of course, uh, activates the, the mental level, which generates the emotions and creates problems in the physical body. So we enjoy looking at all five of these levels and no matter what the situation is, we want to go through it and, and and through all five of them and discuss them. And so with this particular episode being around this this phrase or this idea of for the overall good and of everyone involved, we just wanted to bring a little bit of clarity to it.
0: When we put when we are putting this or posing this question to ourselves in practice, what are the different things that that we're Trying to consider here? Is it the overall good on all five levels of every potential person that's in the area or being considered for whatever situation you're in? Is that how we would look at this?
1: Well, I think that there's different levels of how to look at this, but we're going to discuss today just the general level. For the overall good of everyone involved, can be as simple as how is what I'm about to say going to elicit emotional reactions from those around me. You know, if something that I'm going to say is going to put something, someone in fear, see, I want to take that moment to just consider that, and I'm willing to shift my language to not present it in a way that this particular person may receive it in fear. Because I'm a proponent that truth does not need defending, nor does it need to be connected to entertainment or entertaining. And so emotions and conscious communication don't happen simultaneously. And so when we're able to discuss our feelings, our truths, and keep the emotions at bay, passion is okay, but sometimes it is misunderstood or misrepresented. And that's a shame, but that's what art is for. Everyone has the opportunity to be passionate somewhere else it doesn't have to always be in our language or in our discussions and that's part of our culture that many people feel like their passion has to come through their sharing of information and normally that passion is or turns into anger which elicits anger in the receiver and either puts up walls for them to detach or elicits them to strike back and Our culture is so full of that right now, rather than seeing that what is right for one person may not be right for another. There is a fact that penicillin has saved a lot of lives, but it has also killed some people. There are people allergic to so-called medicine. That doesn't make them bad people, but if they were forced to take the penicillin, like everyone was pushed to that, then I think we can see that there's always going to be a certain amount of people that doesn't resonate with whatever one person calls medicine or what one person calls truth. You know, in desperate times to, to bring out the saying that it's not the strongest that will survive and it's not the smartest that will survive, but it's the one that can adapt. And part of our adaptation is understanding the laws of polarity in the second pillar of this work, polarity versus duality. And that in the polarity world, there has to be that, that space to where it works for some people and it doesn't for others. It works for some situation and it doesn't for others. And we're so stuck in our society in this all-or-nothing mentality that everybody's looking for the so-called right way. And there's multiple right ways to write a song. There's multiple right ways to have a child. There's multiple right ways to do just about anything. That's why in this podcast, we don't get into right and wrong. And when we talk about positive and negative, we talk that they're both needed and they're both equal. So we're not striving for some positivity. What we're looking to do is practice non-preference as much as possible. Learn to set our preferences to the side because our preferences are attached to emotions. And emotions keep us from seeing things clearly or consciously. This does not mean that we're not emotional people. I'm all about processing the emotions. But when it is for the overall good of everyone involved, all views should be able to be discussed without emotions getting involved so that it can be seen as openly and as clearly as possible.
0: There are many people out there wanting to affect change on the world right now. And and when I looked at your example of not buying or potentially considering and not buying where a certain item that you want to buy like in in the your example it was the car if it was repoed theoretically if you're looking at that from like an energetic standpoint and where you put your money and your energy can still affect change in this day and age if you if you decide not to buy that repossessed car and a bunch of other people decided to all consider where the source is coming from and and the overall good of everyone involved then then there wouldn't be like a market for repos because if nobody's buying it then then just the the free market would you know that would have to go away because nobody's buying it so something would happen and so we can still affect change on energetic levels that do uh, move towards and result in physical changes in our
1: world. Yes, many times non active people or non physically active people are doing great work uh, behind the scenes. And many people have been mistaken for uh, not affecting change or not doing anything when in fact they are doing a lot of work. And that does come, you know, everything begins in intention or thought. And someone that's able to manage their thoughts to not go into negative judgment and projection is potentially doing more good for their cause than someone that is on the front lines yelling and screaming at the other side and carrying nothing but hatred, despising, and that, that just aggressive energy. There's been many incredible changes even with the force of Gandhi when he was attempting to free a nation from slavery. And they were trying to force him to choose a religion so that they could pose one side against the other. And he resisted to choose a religion. He said, I'm either all religions or I'm none. You choose. He refused to be put in that position. And by doing nothing... Long enough, over many, many, many years, and sitting in protest, getting struck physically, instructing his people to not strike back, a nation was freed with slavery from that. I'm not saying that Gandhi did that by himself or those actions did that by themselves, but it was part of that change. And some people could have seen that as he was being way too passive. He wouldn't choose a side. And there was a reason for that because he was holding an energy. And I challenge anybody out there (laughs) that if you want to see how hard it is to hold energy and understand that, you know, energy is everything. And the longer you hold a vibration, the stronger it builds. And the more people, the longer they hold a vibration, the stronger it builds. But if one person has a negative thought, they put a chink in it, so to say and that is contagious. And so it can go down just as fast as it can go up. So anybody that wants to know the power of the emotions or the energetic field, next time someone talks down to you or judges you or ridicules you or some of your beliefs, and you want to say something, don't just hold it back. But work to go into acceptance that they have the right to believe what they believe just as much as you have the right to believe what you believe. And that if you truly believe, or I'm going to say if you truly know what you're saying that you believe, then there's no force to convince the other person. Because you can convince another person by showing them how comfortable you are with their opposite view. Because it doesn't challenge yours. And when people see strength like that, that's what will change their perception. But see, there was no force. There was no telling them that they should change their view. It was for the overall good of everyone involved, not just not to say anything. See, that's the first step in level and depth of this teaching. But the second step is that they actually worked to get into a loving vibration, an accepting vibration, after they were in anger. Now, anyone that wants to experience the proof of how powerful that is, go practice. I don't make many guarantees in this world to anyone, but I do trust the law of physics that the more you practice something, the better you get at it. And the better you get at it, the more efficient you get at it. The more opportunities you have to learn from it to be better at everything connected to it. And that's what this whole philosophy builds toward is recognize the friction and the resistance and then find a way to lean into that friction, accept that friction, and redirect it. In the work, we simply call it the three R's. Recognize it, show it respect, and redirect it. Those are the steps toward the overall good of everyone involved.
0: So you did bring in a little bit of what we were just discussing on our episode on freedom a couple episodes ago. And I did want to just bring in an, an example of what you were talking about, where if the people who on one side were for like more organic food and non-GMO and the people who were for the GMOs because they feed more people and both believe in what they were you know, talking about, if they just get together and yell at each other, you know, that's not accomplishing anything on either side. But the people who didn't go and just yell and they put their energy into being disciplined to put their money on either side. That's where the change is going to happen is Mm -hmm. in the store is the more people who pool their money together to buy a certain item. The store is going to, you know, put more of those items in the store.
1: Well said. And that's where, you know, you can still be active but not aggressive. So here we're all we support stillness and activation equally. It's knowing when and where and with whom and how long, either one of those. And so, you know, we don't just talk about keeping things in balance, but more like an equilibrium and knowing when to so-called utilize your divine masculine energy and then when to utilize your divine feminine energy. And we all, no matter the gender, we all have both of these in us. Because energetically, it's how we approach it. Do we approach it like a loving mother here? Or do we approach it like a loving father here? And we're not talking genders. Once again, we're talking energetic. Like the mother is here to be nurturing, considerate, and soft. The feminine energy, but strong. The masculine energy is here to get things done, to accomplish to work towards uh, protection and things of that manner. See, the, the male or the masculine can be soft because soft doesn't mean weakness. That's why there's strength in both sides. Just because I use the term soft, that doesn't equate to weakness. But in our culture, many times, it will be misconstrued that way. But the masculine sometimes needs to hold that boundary for the child not to fall into the pool. See, there's a time for boundaries, and boundaries is the divine masculine energy. But it's all in when the boundaries are set and how. Those boundaries can be very softly set, or they can be very harshly set. The divine masculine doesn't set them harshly. But the the non-divine or the unconscious masculine does. So many people have a bad connotation toward boundaries. But no, boundaries is very needed, beautiful people. Very, very needed, just like nurturing is. Children growing up need just as much boundaries as they do nurturing. Kids fight against rules, fight against limitations. But many times those rules and limitations are for their absolute highest good. But they can't understand that. Just like us as adults, you know, are like five years olds to the divine. We think we know. <laughs> we think that we can eat all the jelly beans that we want. But the divine masculine and feminine takes the, bu- the jelly beans away from the five-year-old after a certain point because they know it's going to hurt their belly. But little Johnny don't understand that. He thinks that mom and dad's just taking my good stuff away. And many times we get stuck in that same vision with the divine when we don't get what we want. We get upset like a five-year-old. And normally we act in a way when we're upset, not for the overall good of everyone involved. See, when the emotions are around, whether they're positive or negative, when the emotions are around, the consideration of everyone involved is not there. It takes the non-emotional person to take that moment to see all of that. But the amount of drama that that can keep you out of is immeasurable. So these are the benefits. See, the benefits of this type of work is energetic management, emotional management. See, not suppression. That's why we call it the three R's, redirection. So utilizing emotions, emotional energy, in another direction. Like, say, there's on a a sports team, the uh, player comes off the field, we'll just say football, and he got hit by a cheap shot from the other uh, somebody on the other team, and the player is so mad. Now, the coach has some options. Many coaches will feed that anger. Some coaches will say, don't be angry, don't show emotions. So another type of coach will say, hey, I receive your anger, and I would be angry as well if I experienced that. But let's redirect that to the game. Take it off of the person and put it on the game. Take it off of the team and put it on the game. Now go out there and use that anger through passion to get that next touchdown. But don't hold any ill will toward that person. They're just trying to knock you off your center. Another great song lyric connected to that is, My love for you is just a reminder. Find your center by Trevor Hall. My love is just a reminder. Find your center. So see, this is how we accept emotions. We respect them. And then we redirect them to still utilize the energy of the emotion. This is called emotional processing. So no stuffing, no running from, but leaning into that friction and learning to make love with it.
0: So I've waited this long to make this joke. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So... Anybody who thinks soft is weak, I'm sure they want soft toilet paper, right? <laughs> so there is that polarity where you know some aspects you do want something soft. That's right, um, and it
1: doesn't necessarily mean weak. It's it's very uh, useful.
0: So you said a lot of a lot there, and and I I did want to connect like the when you said the unconscious masculine would probably set boundaries like with fire and not consider. How that would affect, and and then you were tying it all into. Or you brought in the emotions, and when the emotions are present, you're probably not considering everybody involved. So, it almost like I made the, the connection where it's like consciousness is just automatically considering everybody involved. If we want to marry those,
1: you know, that's an interesting phrase. I haven't considered that necessarily, but I'm not certainly not going to uh, debate it or doubt it. The main thing is just realizing that we are emotional beings, but you can't be conscious and emotional simultaneously, or I haven't ran into that person yet. Now, you can seem emotional, but be very conscious, and this is exhibited when Jesus flipped the tables, in my opinion. He wasn't emotional. He was was meeting them at a language that they would listen to, and so... So, see, that would be a misperception that he was emotional there when really he was very conscious. But I'm not suggesting anybody go try that. That that does take a master to be able to do that. And so seeing that, that, that premise of not viewing the emotions badly, viewing them as a necessity, a part of this human experience, but if we look at it as energy, and rather than trying to fix, correct, run from these emotions, we simply morph them with the strength of our one guaranteed free will is our perception. So we may not have as much free will as we think. And I think we just released a uh, podcast on that a month or so ago. But the one thing that we were given was the free will of our perception. And we can shift that anytime that we want to. It just takes practice to shift it in the moment. This is why, like, many times days after somebody has a really bad emotional reaction, they can see how they should have handled it better. They can see in that hindsight what they shouldn't have said or should have said. And These are the would have, could have, or should have. And I, I suggest not to dance in those, but visit them every now and then to remind you that really that, that can morph into, from this point on, Nomas. So every time you want to go down the woulda, coulda, shoulda path, simply draw a line, and this is divine, masculine, and feminine type of boundary. Draw a line with yourself and say, no more, we're not going to react like that anymore. And the very first step of that practice is learning to take that breath So before you respond to somebody, before you get up out of your chair, before you answer your phone, before you do anything, just start practicing to take one breath before the action. And you have no idea how much that one breath can save you in drama time (laughs) down the road. But start with that one breath. So
0: I wanted to bring in karma here or karmic payments because I feel like this could play a role in some of this. How could we determine whether karma was playing a role in how we viewed one of these situations? And I think we want to be careful not to use that as an excuse to justify a situation where we didn't consider everyone involved. Um, I know there's a way we could theoretically tell if somebody, you know, us something on the karmic uh, global spectrum um, utilizing the destiny cards. We can see that. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But is there any way else we could tell that? Or how would you approach uh, integrating karma within this?
1: You know, make friends with that word karma. And we'll use for anyone that has any resistance to that roles that we play. And we have episode on roles that we play in each other's lives. And when we start looking or considering the roles that we play in people's lives and the roles that other people play, this is part of the practice once again for the overall good of everyone involved. If you can begin to understand your roles that you're playing in certain around certain people and in, in certain situations, you can make better choices of how you respond to situations, or respond to those people. So, you know, bringing the role playing or the karmic view into it is that either one of those roles is about accepting responsibility. And I think as long as you are looking to always accept responsibility and not use either one of those, the role or the karmic view, for an excuse, the way that you know that is through that self-analysis of whether you're taking responsibility for it. And, And, you know, responsibility means different things to different people, but... That, you know, from from this perception is owning it. If you need to tell somebody, hey, when I said this, you know, this is really what I meant, which means correcting yourself, finding a way to communicate to them, maybe what you truly intended while accepting whatever they hold on to. They say, well, you might be saying that now, but in the moment it felt like you really meant that. See, the point isn't to try to convince. If you're getting into trying to convince yourself or somebody else, you're trying to escape your karma. You're trying to escape your role playing, so to say. And in this work, we don't discuss escaping at all. We do discuss, once again, leaning into that friction, taking responsibility, and then redirecting the energy in a different way. So I think that if anyone has any questions about those, you know, what role they're playing or what role karma is playing in it, just look at that idea of the responsibility and accountability that you're actually involved in.
0: Yeah, because if we bring it back to the example you were talking about at the beginning where somebody's car got repoed, you could be like, oh, I'm going to buy it. You know, maybe their karma was that they had to give, you know, theoretically through energetically, they owed me something. Or Yeah,
1: and that, see, that to me is justification, especially when you get into somebody else's karma, which much not much of anybody knows anything about that so i think that's a great point to bring up because people utilize these teachings many times to their advantage and in that situation they're projecting a view on somebody else's karma and that is you know just what i simply like to call you fooling yourself you know it's, it can not necessarily is it harming anyone and basically a person is just helping themselves to feel better about something that in that situation it sounds like their gut's telling them because they're having to come up with a way to justify it. And there's no judgment there. It's just that then if that person, they might get a great car and no harm, no foul, and maybe they were right and that person did uh, pay off some karma and they had some good karma coming, I'm not saying that's wrong. I just find that it's more useful to the more responsibility and accountability that you take on without guilt or shame. That's important that you're only taking on the amount that you can process and redirect. And this is part of the more that you do that and you see how hard the work is to overcome a so-called negative reaction or poor response. That to me is what fed me to want to do it ahead of time because it's a whole lot easier to do it before a situation happens than once the emotions of multiple people are involved. It's very challenging to manage that then. So I'm just suggesting take the guesswork out of it and the more accountability and responsibility that you take in your actions, the less of that fixing or covering up you have to get involved in. Now, there is
0: some responsibility within uh, karma, or I mean, we've talked about this on an episode about karma, where there's some responsibility for you receiving something that somebody's trying to give you. And so that's not the same, but some could perceive the word loss as somebody losing that because they're giving something away. But we don't want to get too carried away, you know, using that word loss to to talk about that because there sure. is an aspect of karma where somebody is giving something to somebody and, yeah, and a receiving that yes. plays a, an important role. And, and
1: normally, yes, in the, in those situations, uh, you know, that's a reciprocation and that yes, neither party can benefit until that reciprocation happens. And it can be that there's a problem in the giver or it can be that there's a problem in the receiver either way. But yes, and the destiny cards help to, you know, to reveal that the roles that, Both parties need to play for the energy to flow. Because once again, we're bringing this back to energy and movement of energy, not a belief system. So if you feel like you, you know, are really drawn to give somebody, but they won't receive, it may be in the way that you're giving. So once again, take responsibility, take accountability and make your adjustments. Don't just say, well, they're not allowing our karma to work out because they're not doing their part it's not that restrictive because many times they're not receiving because of the way that you're giving. And then if you're always receiving, some people need to practice on giving. And I've just worked with a client recently on that to suggest them to just give something to someone every day because even they were, they were aware of it, but I helped to remind them that they're just self-absorbed. And I know this isn't what that person wants to be, They don't exemplify it in many other areas of their life, but in certain situations, they can just get stuck in their head and and what's going on in their own life. And so uh, that's normally my suggestion to break a pattern is to do what's challenging, do what's hard and go do what you don't want to do to help balance the energy, so to say. So this person now for a couple of weeks has just been going around doing random good deeds and I know that it makes them feel better. Uh, the thing is that you want to do that to a point to where it's just part of what you do. And then you have shifted that energy of self-absorption into uh, giving to people on a daily basis, and it and it balances that out.
0: So I want to bring it a personal example here, and it's actually one that we started discussing, and it's so cool how it has snapped and fit right into this episode. And this is something that everybody can probably relate to, which is around Amazon Returns. uh as you and i have both gotten into vinyl uh vinyl records there are things that i've purchased around vinyl taking care of the vinyl that we both were dabbling in and we didn't really understand some of the aspects or some of the objects that we needed for this hobby and we probably both bought things that we probably didn't need or we probably used a little bit and then we're like, well, I'm, I don't need this anymore because it wasn't what I thought it was. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure many people can can relate to this. And Amazon has a policy where you can return anything, I think within 30 days or something like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so because it's a policy, that doesn't mean it's right on an energetic scale. And And we've discussed this because I've, and I'm going to, Talk about this openly. I've done things where I've used something and decided it wasn't what I wanted. And I've had that internal struggle where, like, I'm like, you know, is this kind of right that I used it a little bit? It's still in great condition. And, you know, packaging was all fine, but I'm returning it. And I put myself in the situation as the seller. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. what would it be like to sell something to somebody new? and get it back and you have to consider it used now because it was opened. Right. You know, I think it would kind of suck, but the, at the same time you can justify it and be like, well, you know, they are selling on Amazon yeah. and they are,
1: they are accepting that that's part of it. So. And this is another great example of this for the overall good of everyone involved and looking at the energetic side of it. Cause being an entrepreneur myself, that is an issue. I have a, direct friend that was put out of business by Amazon because of the return issue. It wasn't the quality of her products. It was that people would use them for parties or something like that and then send them back. That is a major issue. So I don't say that people that do that are wrong or bad in any way. Here's the key. See, some people are supposed to do that or it wouldn't have been divinely created. But that doesn't mean that everyone should do that. I love the phrase that just because you can doesn't mean that you should. And this is one of those examples that I happen to feel the line that is drawn to where whether it's acceptable or not is not whether it's done or not. But it's when a person starts questioning themselves about it. See, if you're doing it, and you're not thinking about it. You're not aware of it. There's a saying. Ignorance is bliss. But. When you, once you're aware of it, once you know, I like to say, once you know, you can't unknow. And now you're trying to go back to when you didn't know and justify it, as you so well said. And see, that's creating a major energetic disturbance. So basically, anytime we go against our soul with our mind, because that's where justification is, and that's where the emotions begin, is in the mind and judgment, that's what creates... In my humble view, depression, anxiety, because we're putting friction into the most important part or facet of all of us is that that soul. And so when the soul and the mind is in contradiction, that's what creates inner turmoil. And once again, this philosophy is to work toward ridding. Everyone of their inner turmoil, so that you can sleep well and so that you digest your food well, and so that you're prepared for the next little battle the next day. And those are the love warriors, we'll call them the ones that, you know, do things outside of their, the norm to stay prepared to have buffers. So when life hits, they're able to take it and not take it out on someone. I'm so glad that you brought that up and that we were able to to touch on that because the key there is when you start questioning it, then it might be, hey, I haven't done anything wrong up to this point, but from this point on, see, again, no would'ves, could'ves, or should'ves. Just from this point in, now this has entered my consciousness, and now I have to live by different rules. And how well we make that transition is many people's heaven or hell. Yeah, I think
0: this is... A part of the philosophy that I've learned late later on. And it's now it keeps coming back and it's clarifying things for me, which is it's all in how it affects you. And that was, that was, uh, the clarity that I needed to understand the willpower versus trust when to use each, uh, you know, each one it's, it's when it starts affecting you that you, you know, look for a change change. and adjusting that.
1: Yes. Yes. And so once again, we get back to that adaptability, And so many of us like hold on and even defend views or things that we think is us. And see, that's keeping us stuck. Anyone looking to grow, you can't stay stuck. This is why you shouldn't be too attached to any truth that you have. You should be open to when it's time to change the truth. That's why when you don't boast about all your truths or the less that you boast about it, the easier it is to change them. Because many people won't change their truth even when they want to because they don't want to deal with the people around them judging them for changing. And I'm all about, hey, show everybody that you change because I'm I'm looking to grow. I'm looking to expand. I'm looking to evolve. All of that can't be done if you're stuck. Know your truth. Live in your truth. Remember, truth does not need defending If you need to defend your truth, especially aggressively, (laughs) then you may want to reconsider whether it's a truth or it's just an idea or an opinion of yours or a belief. And those are all different from a truth. And then we have the right to change our truths. Some truths don't change through life. Some truths do. So just like love, there's many different levels of love. And there's many different levels of truth. We should be just very careful what we promote with our mouth is our truth because it can keep us stuck while standing in our truth and standing in our power is extremely important. The key is when you get that nudge for the shift.
0: That was a good segue into another example that I wanted to bring in here. And I know this can be a little polarizing, and I'm— i thought about this on the way in and I'm looking at it from a very neutral view because I'm I'm always interested in how the energy on both sides is is working and flowing and and how sometimes uh sides seem to reflect each other. So I just wanted to pose this and I know it's a hot topic nowadays, but I think it's vital to bring in hot topics from time to time because it is relevant and a listener can look at situations in the real world and even ones that they even possibly participate in and maybe see things more clearly from a pulled back perspective. So both Alexander and I have no skin in this game. We're looking at it from an energetic view. So there are some people in the world nowadays who have a belief that others should participate in getting a vaccine put into them in order for everybody, the you know, in order for the benefit of the entire community. So this does play into for the overall good of everybody involved mm-hmm. because within their belief system, they believe that is for the overall good of everybody involved. And so it's interesting to, to see that part, but then you also have another group of people who don't agree with that. Mm-hmm. And then you have a group of people who believe that, uh, abortion is wrong because on some level it is hurting everybody, so it's not for the good of everybody involved, but then the opposing group believe that in some levels it is the person's body, and that is for the overall good of everybody involved to have that separation of what you know where the level of control is mm-hmm. for for somebody's body so it is so it is interesting to see these reflecting views and it, and it's within somebody's belief that they're trying to push somebody else to do something. Right. And I wanted to bring that aspect in here because it was very challenging to see it from for the overall good of everybody involved, because in this situation, it's different for half, roughly half. I'm just saying mm-hmm. that. But like it's a, a black and white subject where right. half believe that somebody else needs to do something for the overall good.
1: Lots of these so-called truths are based around these beliefs, and I'm glad that you utilized that word. Similar to the episode we did on freedom, it is a, it is a choice and to choose freedom. Even when your conveniences are being taken away, that convenience isn't part of your freedom. Your freedom is to take advantage of that convenience or not. And here it is being discussed, and I want to be compassionate to everyone out there. This is a very sensitive topic, and we are not looking to hit any hot buttons about the specific topic. We are really looking to bring a wider view to just things in general, and the first thing that I want to bring in is the second pillar of, again, of polarity versus duality, and in a polarity world... Everything can't work the same. You have to have the opposite, like the North and the South Pole, like regions of the world that are Arctic and frozen and regions of the world that are desert. And then there's regions of the world that's a little bit of both. See, these types of subjects is just like saying every region of the world should be the same, that if the ecosystem of the whole planet was the same, then we all wouldn't get all these different sicknesses and everything. So should we change the whole ecosystem of the world to try to be the same? Another view of this is we will use medicine. We will use something as powerful as the drug penicillin. There is facts that there's a percentage of people that is allergic to penicillin. So while there is no doubt how useful the penicillin is, there are some people that would know their body well enough to know that they don't want to take penicillin, even if it's never been proven to them that they're allergic to it. Some people are that in tune with their body and energy field and intuition. And so if they chose not to take the penicillin, they would be viewed as not helping everyone involved if they're trying to wipe out this this illness or whatever. So... When we take an actual medicine such as that, and there's many, many more, I know many people that are allergic to medication that is beneficial for others. Can we not see this in all of our mood-altering medications or or just medications in general, this list of side effects that they have? So this is potentially the, the real issue here, is to realize that your freedom could be in certain demographics, and we could start considering that these so-called freedoms that are being taken away, maybe there would be certain areas of the world set up to be supportive of different views, different lifestyles, and this not be seen as segregation. It's meant that here, when you're here, you know, these are the things that we support. Just like going any sports fan that goes to travel to follow their team, you know, you go to a bar in a hometown and they have all the paraphernalia of their, their hometown team. And you can go in there and enjoy a meal and not bring up your favorite team, or you can go in there and create resistance by saying, all of you people should like blah, 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 you know? So anytime we get into feeling like, we have the right to say what anyone else should do. That's where the red flag comes up. The yellow flag, anyway, of like warning here. That doesn't mean that people can't have an opinion to say, well, if it were me, I would do this. Hey, I'm on for that. High five. But that's different from saying you should do this. And if you don't this, because we do have just proof that even with most well-intentioned medication there's still side effects there's still people that react negatively i know that we you know there are people in the hospital that didn't have any symptoms then once they got the vaccine they do so i'm not going to get into discussing any particulars because i want those people that have the herd mentality that if we all do it then you know it's good for everybody or it's for the overall good of everyone involved It's challenging for me to see that view when we have actual proof of things like penicillin and actual medications that people have negative reactions to. Everybody doesn't receive so-called medicine the same way. And so these types of issues are very challenging in our culture And this is where they do want to draw the line between black and white. And all I'm suggesting is there is no line of black and white. There are variables in every single situation. And although penicillin is useful for however many percentage, it isn't. And it's not just not useful. It's detrimental to a certain percentage of the population. And that's the way almost anything that's created will be. That's why there's so many different kinds of music, so many different types of entertainment, so many different types of healing modalities. And we're stuck in this idea of needing to prove which one's right and all the ones that are wrong. And this isn't the place to be if that is the mentality you're looking to support. This is a very challenging perspective to learn to accept people's ways while not condoning or approving of it. And that is one of the most um, challenging obstacles is to stand in your truth while allowing someone else to have a different truth, whether it's sport teams or whether it's a medication or whatever it is. This planet has proven to me in my time here that these opposites have to exist And anybody that expends their energy to snuff out their opposite or the opposite calls, that's expending a lot of energy that could be utilized in lifting their calls. And so, see, energy's moving. You're either building or you're destroying. And when people focus on tearing someone else down, they're certainly not busy building themselves up or their calls.
0: It's been said that there's actually not a, a food that exists that doesn't cause harm to somebody. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's true or not, but I do know that pineapple does do a number on me. Uh, so I am a little bit allergic <laughs> to that. Not not to the point where I'd, like, die, but I do suffer uh, immensely. And, like, you know, some people might be like, pineapple's, you know, good. Everybody well, healthy, have pineapple. Yeah, but. Yeah. um I did want to bring in your saying, good intentions are the death, death of a wise one. That could come in play here. Yes, yes. Because
1: that's the thing I, I want to expand on that, that, that most of the time the people that are yelling at you or have an opposite view see the dichotomy is they're trying to help you. And and we get so angry with people just trying to help rather than finding a way to be appreciative that they care enough to even have an opinion and there is an art to that, that you you can receive someone's good intention without agreeing with them. And the saying that I love to use in this situation is, you know what, maybe you're right. I'm going to look at that a little bit deeper in everything that you brought up. I'm going to look at those points. See, I'm willing to say that just about anybody that uses that phrase with that tone, whatever situation you're in, the majority of them certainly you will get out and you will leave that person thinking about what they just said or did. But if you defend yourself and you strike back at all, you justify what they just did. And again,
0: within this philosophy, we are discussing ways to build your energy or be overall energetically charged. And so when we're talking about something as challenging as this is, Uh, We are talking about finding that perspective. And I did like what you said where uh, find people that you resonate with so that you're not in constant opposition. And I I do think people have done that on like social media. And I do think sometimes it comes in as like, oh, you're just building an echo chamber. So that is something to keep into consideration where you want to have a place where, where you feel like you're not in constant bombardment with in opposition while also allowing yourself to lean into the friction at some points. But you can't just take all the friction all the time because then you're going to energetically drain yourself yes. if you're not uh, prepared to enter into that. And this brings me to uh, a meme that you had shown me. I don't know if you posted it on your on your Facebook, but it was Jim Carrey talking about how, um, well, actually, I'll let you talk about it.
1: Well, I don't know if I even remember the exact thing that Jim uh, said, but it was like removing yourself from emotionally toxic people isn't a weakness. It's a necessity or a strength. I don't Or I don't wisdom remember. or something oh, like that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's wisdom, yes. See, the key here is once again, whether you ever have intention to re enter the opposite, because if I'm talking about any suggestion of creating communities or or uh, areas of living to for people that think the same see I still want to nurture being together and visiting and but when you visit you adhere to the 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 law of the land so to say that if you don't want to adhere to those laws that you don't visit that area or you move through it quicker than normal but I'm all about leaning into that friction because, yes, you create an echo chamber when you don't re enter into the opposite. And that's not what I'm suggesting at all. There's no cult being created, there's no protection that's trying to be created here. We're talking to everyone as individuals. And to realize that you can get your own space on your own property, I mean, you can isolate and you can nurture your way of living, and then you can enter into the so-called challenge or the battle on a daily basis as long as you're getting fed on all five levels. And again, see, we're talking most of this, even when we mentioned the vaccine, people think physical. That, that's what they're looking at as physical health. But they're not considering mentally the turmoil that it's creating. And that mental turmoil creates emotional reactions, which depletes the energetic field, which makes the physical body more vulnerable to disease and accidents. See, all of this friction, even if you think you're writing, you're yelling at somebody, you're draining your energy field because you're in your emotions and your mental capacity is running wide open. And therefore, you are making yourself more susceptible, whether you're taking the vaccine or not. And this is key. Take that no matter which view you're on. If you're emotionally charged on a daily basis, you are exhausting your immune system. And so I think we're getting, you know, as science opens up and continues to discover things that are already there they will continue to see that they can't find the answer. You're always chasing this God particle that, that you know, the humans are never going to find the end of, so to say. The, every time they, you know, find an atom or a molecule, they keep going, they find it deeper and deeper and deeper. And that's the way the subtle energy world works, is that you can get more and more subtle, but it gets harder to find, And that's what the self-development work is. Over time, you have to find things to work on because they get more and more subtle as you get less and less reactive. But the work never stops because those levels get more and more subtle. And that's why it helps to have the attitude of this is a way of life rather than just a process to fix or correct something and then move past or never have to deal with again. It's chop wood and carry water your whole life, beautiful people.
0: And I did want to bring in the word con- consideration or being considerate. I do think, like you were talking about, when you enter back in. So, so if you are somebody who finds yourself like on one aspect of those black and white issues and you enter into an area where... There might be more people who are on the opposing end to just be considerate of their views. And, you know, you wouldn't go walking around yelling your views when you're in that situation. Because, uh, I mean, unless you were looking for for opposition (laughs)
1: and and many people are. And you have to be careful not to be baited in that. But, you know, the key one of the key parts is to this is a perfect example of setting your preference to the side. See, obviously, people have their preference. Obviously, people have their preference, but preference is. But the key is to be able to set that preference aside when you're in Rome, so-called act as the Romans do. And that doesn't mean that just, again, because you accept them and their ways or their views doesn't mean that you condone or agree with them. But at the same time, you don't need to show opposition. I have found and proven in my time that the more neutral I am on the subject, no matter how adamant someone is, the less attraction point I have for them, they're looking for the opposition. So this is again in Rumi's poem where he says, "Why the frown?" And he says, "For those that mean harm will not recognize me." All right. So in tying
0: <laughs> Alexander with the mic drop, <laughs> in, in tying this episode up, uh, I like to you know find something constructive for people to do. I guess I would recommend people thinking about an experience that they've recently had where they had an emotional reaction and maybe looking at their role or, you know, where their responsibility lie within that and to see if they did have everybody's, um, overall good of everybody involved in it. Mm -hmm. And this gives them a good, a good perspective of looking at, you know, where were they conscious in that situation? And I feel like that might spur them to look at future, Experiences that they have more in depth first,
1: you know, a good practice to introduce as well is Just receiving before giving To truly do practice the art of receiving someone else's view Instead of as soon as you feel that it's different from yours You start working on your retaliation and this is called teach people to listen to you by listening to them and you can't fake it cause it's energetic and energy can't be faked only it can be redirected by masters but but understanding that again when you receive someone's view and you're able to say thank you so much for sharing that i want to i want to consider that more deeply that you're not agreeing they're not right that's not what you're saying but you're showing them respect, and once again, we go through the respect is given, love is developed, trust is earned, and attraction happens. It's important to see that here we brought in even the the trust and the love, and you know we mentioned compassion, and these are the things that we can be trusting, we can be loving, we can be compassionate. And we can be in the room with someone with a different view than us. So start small, even start with the children, because children will have bizarre views of things. Play imaginary with them. You know there's there's nothing wrong with building a child's imagination rather than always trying to see make them see the logical side of things. You know, nurture someone 's creativity and dance in their their world where you 're not so attached. Because everything that we're discussing here is to not be so attached to your so-called belief system or trust and truly look at the difference between polarity and duality. And we have a podcast on, on this subject, but duality means that there's two different views and both views are trying to convince the other that they're right. Polarity is that there are two different views. There has to be two different views And neither one of them has to be right. They can both be right simultaneously. In almost all situations in our human experience, there are multiple so-called truths and multiple so-called rights. There's many, many ways to get. You can pick any destination just about on the planet. And there's many different ways to get there. And a destination is very similar to a truth. Everyone's come to a truth through their life experience, through their travel, and that's what traveling is. So pick a destination and then say that there's only one way to get there. And there may be some places on earth, but there are very, very few that that's the case. Um, So I think this has been a great topic. I hope it's useful to everyone. And again, we're not choosing sides about anything. Uh, We're just looking from a much higher view of how to see things, in general in life and build this into a lifestyle
0: and if you've made it this far and have an opposing view i appreciate it i appreciate right. you being here well I, I appreciate everybody being here no matter what so <laughs> uh so now we will show appreciation in return by giving you this awesome three minutes of stillness
1: Enjoy joy this journey
0: appreciate your interest in self-growth, conscious communication, and continuing to ask
1: the wise wise. And remember, gradual changes over long periods of time equals lasting results.
0: The Just Philosophy, as discussed in this podcast, has been developed by Alexander over the last 22 years in his private practice, professional environment, and private studies. The information discussed is intended for educational purposes only. It is not meant as a replacement for conventional medicine. Just remember, knowledge plus experience equals wisdom. Seek the wise. As we continue sharing this information, there are also multiple ways to share and support this work. Gain access to our exclusive content, behind-the-scenes footage, and other products that assist you on your self-awareness journey by joining our patron team in exchange for a monetary donation by visiting wise-wise.com slash patron that dot com slash p-a-t-r-e-o-n another way of support is by sharing this podcast with receptive individuals or even leaving a review on popular platforms such as itunes or facebook helps us introduce this work to others through the listener's words we are also on most major social networks so follow us along there or even join our facebook group community Continue your journey by visiting Alexander's website where you are able to book private consultations in person, by phone, or even Skype. Know thyself better with human design and destiny card reports and readings as mentioned in this podcast. View a calendar of his live performances and class schedule. Peruse his other products such as shirts, CDs, and the revolutionary VibroTune sound vibrational therapy tables that assist with subtle energy alignments. So, grab that keyboard and go to thejustphilosophy.com for those goodies. That's T H E J U S T P H I L O S O P H Y.com. And if you love the touch of a soft shirt with a message that will warm your heart in resonation, then check out my company, Verity's Apparel, where I am a one man band doing it all from design to physically printing the garment, it's sealing it all with a conscious touch. Just go to veritiesapparel.com. v e r i t e s a p p a r e lcom Thank you all for being a part of this journey with us.